hours, we had a fire conference in, in, in her church in Baytown. And um, I was there from like 1 o'clock to 5 because I had to leave work briefly, run over there, and then finish and come to church for prayer. And she only did, I think she only ministered for like two minutes. Or, you did something for two minutes. And she said she was ministering. They had stayed up late or she woke up, you know, they had been long hours ministering to people and this lady they were praying for the lady and the demon wasn't you know responding and she was like okay okay jesus in jesus name and after a while nothing was happening she got mad in the spirit and said in the name of jesus and the lady just and that was the end of it and i'm like whoa we need women like this that have authority in the spirit realm that know who they are they know that when they speak the devil listens. And I told myself, wow, I wish we could have her. And then all of a sudden, Betty is talking to me and telling me about inviting Pastor Kali for the brunch. And I'm like, thank you, Jesus. And God just kind of walked everything out. And she was out last, last night. She came in last night, actually. And she's here this morning to minister to us. Please help me welcome Pastor Kali Hargraves. Amen. I love your pastor's wife, or pastor. She's a pastor, too, Miss Angela. Something very special in this place today. I uh, actually felt it my whole way over here this morning. I felt the pleasure of the Lord on the Ark Fellowship. I felt the pleasure of the Lord on this church, and I really don't know much about it, but... Um, Holy Spirit knows everything about this church. And he knows everything about your pastor uh, and your pastor's wife. Now, your pastor's name is Good Luck, Good Luck, and Miss Angela. Okay. Um, I'm going to pull up just a few little notes that I wrote this morning. I really, I have a real simple word today. It's what Jesus wanted me to say. I learned a long time ago to just say what he says. Um, 2017 for the Ark Fellowship will be a, a year. Are we taping? Will be a year that will be a, it will be a, a memorable memorial year for you. For you and your, your husband and for this congregation. There is a, a turning in the spirit. And I heard the Lord say to me this morning, nobody knows the sacrifices that this pastor has made and his wife and his family has made. Nobody knows but them. There's been great sacrifice. Um, not only with finances, not only with even hopes and dreams. Uh, there's been a lot of tears behind closed doors. There's been a lot of, uh, did we do the right thing? I, I've, I even see you at times praying, okay, Lord, you know, you told us to do this. We did this. Now we need your help. And I see those, I saw moments of desperation over the 15 years. And I hear the Holy Spirit saying, this is a year of demarcation. This, this whole uh, ministry is making a turn. And it's going into a whole new level of influence. I hear the Lord saying, he's, you have been very faithful. You and your husband have been very faithful with whatever God has given you. 
whether it's been time, resources, your children, you've been amazing parents. You, you've, you've stewarded your children very well. You steward this body very well. You love everyone. You have deep love and affection and desire to see them. And see, man may not see that, but the Lord has seen everything, every sacrifice, every tear behind closed doors, every phone call, every prayer, every, every time you gave money to missions. And, you know, when really, I, I even see that there's been times that y'all have sown into missions when you didn't have enough here. No more. No more, says the Lord. This is the year of breakthrough, and it's not just breakthrough. Yes, it is in the area of total submission to the Lord. You're right. Jesus has to become the Lord of your life if you want breakthrough in every area of your life. Write that down. He has to become the Lord of your life if you want breakthrough in every area of your life. Many people walk to the altar and, and they give their hearts to Jesus and Jesus is conceived in their womb. They, they, uh, they get their get out of hell free card. But God wants to take us past get out of hell free into abundance and freedom and grace and love. And he wants us to surrender to him to the point that we say, God, you're not only my Savior, but you're the Lord of my life. Everything that I am, everything I desire, every dream that's in my heart, every one of my children, my husband, my church, my job, my career, my home, my car, my finances, Whatever I have my talents, it's all yours. You're the Lord of my life. That is what God is establishing in the Ark Fellowship this year. Many of you are going to go from a place of just casually knowing Jesus to allowing Him into every compartment of your life. He doesn't want to know you once a week. No husband wants to be married to a woman once a month. No man wants to share his wife with someone else. Jesus doesn't want to share you with anyone. He doesn't want a weekend warrior or a Wednesday warrior. He wants a love affair with you that is 24-7, seven days a week. 365 days a year. That's where He's calling you. That's what He's calling me to. And in that surrender is unlimited breakthrough. In that surrender. Pastor Kelly, does that mean I have to be perfect? No, it means you have to be surrendered. Pastor Kelly, does that mean I have to have everything worked out? No, it just means you have to be surrendered to the process. You just say yes to the process. I was helping a lady the other day, and she's walking through forgiveness. And she says, but I don't feel forgiveness. I said, the Lord didn't ask you to feel it. He asked you to surrender to the process of forgiveness. And if you'll do it every day, one morning you'll wake up and you'll feel it. He just asks us to surrender 
to the process of allowing him to be the Lord over every compartment of my heart. And with that surrender, that mere act of surrender, it opens up unlimited breakthrough. The word of the Lord to you and your husband is 2017 is the year of unlimited breakthrough. With your church, with your leadership, with your influence and finances. I hear the Lord saying that this year will be a constant increase in finance in this local body. Now, I want you to raise your hand and receive the blessing of the Lord right now. I'm praying over you to receive the blessing. Lord, I declare the blessing of the Lord over these women. I declare spiritual increase. I declare spiritual hunger. I prophesy hunger for you, Lord. There is an increase in hunger in these women. I prophesy hunger, increased hunger. I prophesy breakthrough in the area of relationships with their children and their husband, that it will be harmony and unity. I come against any spirit of division in Jesus' name. I prophesy increase in their finances. And most of all, Lord, we prophesy increase in their relationship with you. Miss Angela, I, I hear the Lord saying that uh, I'm just going to say what I hear, okay? I hear the Lord saying that your children are so faithful, but they've they've uh, they've they've decided to go do things, secular things that they felt they were called to, and they will, and they'll be great, very successful with it. But but all of them will come back and be a part of the ministry in, in a great way. This will be a family church, and not your family will be the uh, the found Jesus, and your family will be the foundation it's built on. And there will be many come in here that have no families, and they will be connected and feel that they have a family, and they will have a spiritual family and a, even a physical family. But I see all of your children coming and working in the ministry, and God God is going to do a great work in your children this year. There's one son in particularly that has a great apostolic anointing on his life and he's not answered the call of God yet but he will answer the call of God I saw this church growing into a huge when I pulled up I saw this church grow into a huge palm tree I saw it turn into a huge palm tree that brought blessing and shade over this region of Houston, Texas. God will use this boy and your husband and your family to bring amazing racial reconciliation in this city. There will be a, there will come an opportunity for you to stand for righteousness and you will literally God's going to use your boy. I see God using your boy to uh, bring great perspective to uh, areas where there's confusion and division. This will be a church where uh, many creeds and colors and races will come. This will not be just a 
a black church or a white church or a brown church, but it'll be God's church. If that's your heart. And the Lord says, I, I, I've granted it. The, the, you feel like it's a small palm tree. And right now in the natural, it may look like this is just the art fellowship's just a small palm tree. But in the spirit, it's already a huge palm tree. And it's going to happen like an auto bond. Uh, you and your husband, this year's the, this is the change. This is the shift. I see it shift. And it's like you're going from a road and you're going 45 miles an hour to now you're on a Germany. Have you ever heard of the Autobahn in Germany where you can go as fast as you want to go? Well, the ministry's getting on an Autobahn. And the Holy Spirit, and you, by the time you get to 2018, your husband will look at you and say, What happened? And you'll say, Jesus, Jesus has promised his came. See, what we, many times we're watering something and we can't see that anything's happening. And then all of a sudden it just blooms and blossoms. You've been doing a lot of watering for 15 years. A lot of plowing. A lot of crying. A lot of tears sowed. And the Lord said, it's, this is the year that it all begins to just really flow the way that God has intended from the very beginning. Let's give Jesus a hand clap. I want to talk about prayer today. God is dealing with me about I've always, I come from a background where prayer was really emphasized by my pastor. You know, he really emphasized, even as a young woman, I, uh, as a young teenager, I went to the church every day and prayed at lunch. I just, I lived a life of prayer. I believe that everything that happens in our life happens as a result of our prayer life. Okay? Now, there have been times in my life that I slipped into um, legalistic mindsets. I came out of a real legalistic uh, Pentecostal background where, you know, you fasted so much, you prayed so much, and, you know, you can, get, you can get crazy that direction too, okay? So God's had to deliver this old gal from a lot of stuff. So I want you to, I want you to write down prayer, but I don't want you to think about anything in the way of legalism with it. I want you to write prayer down, and I want you to write with it. I want you to re- write intimacy and relationship And I want you to write, filling up my gas tank. I want you to write, my lifeline, my air, air to my lungs. Prayer is air, spiritual air to your ability to live freedom, in freedom. Prayer is not something we check off so because we're spiritual. I pray so I can survive. <laughs> I pray so I can serve God in a way that's pleasing to Him and walk in freedom and victory. I pray because I need help with my kids. I pray because I just want to spend time with Him because Holy Spirit is so amazing. Just want to. I just want to feel his presence. I just want to talk to him. I just want to be near him. 
just want to be near the Lord. I don't pray because I'm not trying to manipulate God through my prayers. I just, I just want to be with the Lord. And you know, here's the thing about prayer. is the Lord wants to be with you. Everybody put your hand on your heart and say, He wants to be with me. He's, he's longing for you. You know, that's the one thing we can give him that, that he, that, that's not really the only thing we can give him that he would really, really desire and want, and that's our fellowship. He, everybody say, he wants me. He wants to spend time with me. He doesn't want to spend time with you just to fix you. He wants to spend time with you because he likes you. He likes you. He told me one day, I like being with you, Callie. You make me laugh. And I said, I like being with you too. You make me laugh too. He likes you. In fact, he likes you so much he gave his only begotten son so that he could restore fellowship with, everybody say, with me. How personal it is. It's with me. I want to talk about the power of prayer. Why should I pray, Pastor Callie? I'll tell you why you should pray. Because prayer will eliminate barrenness in your life. All of us, we've been born into sin. We get free, but we and we get and our spirit gets made whole. But there's areas of barrenness, and prayer will expose and heal the areas of barrenness. It is not God's will that not that anything in your life not be fruitful. So prayer will heal barrenness. A little lady by the name of Hannah, she is so stressed. She's got a sister wife that's popping out kids every five minutes. I'd have never made it in the sister wife system. Somebody would have been dead, and it wouldn't have been me. She's got a woman over here that she's living with, a sister wife that's having babies. But she can't have one. In a, in, a, in a society where if you can't have babies, you're cursed. She's barren. She's not fruitful. She's got the love of her husband. She's got the gifts from her husband. But she doesn't have the fruit. She's missing the fruit, Betty. He tells her, you're my favorite. That should be enough. I give you more gifts than I give that other chick. That should be enough. But it ain't enough. See, we're not created to enjoy barrenness. And, you, and you, whatever area in your life that's barren, prayer will open and heal the area of barrenness in your life. So she goes to the temple. She doesn't even, she's so depressed. It's time to go to the temple. It's time to worship. She's so depressed, she doesn't even want to go. Her husband said, no, we're going to go. 
So she gets there, Angela, and she falls on the altar and she begins to weep and intercede. And the Bible says she's groaning. The preacher's so backslid, he doesn't even understand that she's interceding before the Lord. He thinks she's drunk. She explains to him, I'm not drunk. I'm interceding. I can't have a child. I've been barren. And the man of God who's not in good spiritual shape himself gives her a prophetic word that God honors. See, God always honors his authority no matter what. You better be careful what you put your hand on. And he prophesies to her, this time next year you're going to have that baby. Because your prayers and your desperation just healed your womb. God not only healed her reproach, but he healed the reproach of a nation through the child that was born through her womb. He not only set her free from her accuser, but he brought a nation back into spiritual alignment with the son that was born. See, your crisis is always tied to a kingdom agenda. Your pain is always tied to something breaking through in the kingdom. God doesn't just give me breakthrough, but through me, he's going to shift something in the kingdom if I will just say yes. So prayer will eliminate barrenness in your life. And there's not one here that doesn't have some area that we need God to, to bring more fruitfulness. Prayer number two will give you strategies on how to defeat the enemy. God wants to work with you. He wants to co-labor. He wants to partner with you. The Holy Spirit is a teacher and a guide. And if we're not spending time in the presence of the Holy Spirit, we're not praying. We cannot hear the instructions from the Father. Many of you struggle with things with your children. Or maybe you struggle on a job with someone that doesn't treat you right. Or you struggle with a husband that doesn't understand. Or you struggle with your own insecurities or generational curses or things that have tampered with your mind. And and the enemy wants to keep you from praying because he knows that if the great genius, the Holy Spirit, starts talking to you, you'll get freedom and never walk the path again. Prayer is our key to strategies to defeat the enemy. A little girl by the name of Esther, now she finds herself in a big old palace wearing all kinds of beautiful clothes and earrings and shoes, and she can go eat the best food, and she's got maids, and she's got this rich husband. It's called the life. God has promoted her and blessed her. 
Now that uncle that guided her through that whole process comes to her and says, there's a plot to take us out. There's a plot. The man, his name is Haman, and he's, he's real influential with your husband. They're going to wipe us out, Esther. He hates us. He hates the Jews. He's going to wipe us out. They're working their scheme. Could it be? Could it be that God didn't bring you here for the shoes? Could it be that God didn't bring you here for the fancy dresses and the hors d'oeuvres? Could it be that God not only wanted to fulfill your little girl dream, but he really wanted to save a nation? What did she do? He said, he said, could it be that God has put you here for such, and I want you to write this down, for such a time as this? Is this the real reason why you're here? Sometimes we get it so mixed up. We think it's for the, the gifts and the abundance, and, and we get all of that. We get all of that. Jesus redeemed us for us to have everything we need or want. He wants to bless us. But it ain't for that. The real reason is for such a time as this. The real reason is the enemy has come to kill, steal, and destroy. And if, and if a woman doesn't pray, if a woman doesn't stand and take her rightful place in prayer and begin to seek God, a whole nation will be wiped out. So she began to pray. She called a fast. She said, I need everybody, all my handmaidens. She sent word to her uncle, everybody pray and fast. Put on sackcloth and ashes, pray and fast. We know that during that time, God downloaded a strategy to her to begin to handle and, 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 and minister to her husband. She just didn't walk in there casually and say, hey, Haman's demon-possessed. you got to get him out. I mean, this is the dude that had just killed the last wife that didn't do right. So she's not dumb. But she prayed and fasted, and God gave her a strategy. And through a series of banquets, through a series of beautiful planning by the Holy Spirit, God spoke to her how to position it just right for her king. And freedom came to her whole nation. You see, prayer will give you strategies for dismantling the Haman in your life. And everybody's going to have a Haman at some point. Everybody's going to be faced with a Haman. Somebody that's come to kill, steal, and destroy. Somebody that's come to dismantle the legacy and the promises of God in your life. And only prayer will give you the strategy to dismantle Haman. There's a lot of things I can talk about with prayer. But I'm going to end here. And then I want to pray and prophesy over you. Can I do that? Jesus is in the Garden of Gethsemane. He's fulfilled his ministry. I mean, everything he was called to do out but the cross. The only thing that lies before him 
is the cross. He's healed the sick. He's raised the dead. He's walked on water. He's trained 12 men. He's poured his life into these men because they're going to carry the gospel from this point on. Now he finds himself at the Garden of Gethsemane. He is hours away from the crucifixion. He knows where he's going. He knew, he knew from the beginning, Miss Angela, that he was born to die. He knew as he walked the hills of Judea and laid hands on the sick and the miracles and the, and the thousands that would come in here, he knew that he was born to die. But even the Son of God, even the Son of God struggled with his, his humanity. Even the Son of God said, if this cup can pass from me, let it be so. He knew he was going to take on the sins of all of mankind before. Everyone that was on earth that day and all of the sins that would ever be committed for all of eternity. He knew that he would bear it all. And he, he went three times to prayer. Three times. And he asked him, can you just stay with me an hour? Because he was carrying the most crucial part of his ministry in prayer that day. He was dying out. He was dying out. The last bit of dying out to his will. It was right there that he made a decision that, yes, you will totally be the Lord of my life because I am going to give my life up. The gospel will cost you something. The gospel will cost you something. Jesus paid it all. But you're going to give up something when you serve God with your whole heart. Jesus prayed three times. He went three times into a place of prayer. To the point that he, he sweat gr great drops of blood. See, it's in prayer that Jesus really becomes the Lord of our life. You cannot totally surrender to God. You will not have the ability outside of a prayer life. But here's what I can tell you. With that sweet surrender comes the greatest joy, the greatest victory, the greatest advancement you or your family will ever see. When you make a choice that you're going to pray and you're going to allow Jesus to be the Lord of your life, doesn't mean I'm perfect, but it means I am surrendered. He's working out the perfection. He's, he's working on me. I've been serving God since I was 16. You can't imagine what a mess I've been. You can't imagine the things I've been through and the things God's had to work out of me. Not looking for perfection. He's looking for surrender. Let's give Jesus a hand clap.
the next 30 days, each one of you, and I want you to put your phones on and record this. In the next 30 days, I don't know how many of you are in here. Somebody can count. In the next 30 days, each one of you in this room are going to have such an encounter with the Lord that's going to be life-changing. And he's going to meet you at different places. For many of you, it will be different places, different points. But in the next 30 days, there's an encounter that's going from the Holy Spirit that's going to trans, really change the whole course of your life. That's a word to you today. God's doing something very special in the women in this church. And he says he's doing it because of you. Because of you. You're so humble. You're so loving. You're so kind. You're so giving. And, and God is doing it because of you. Y'all have two services or one? One. 2017 is going to be your great growth in this church. People, spiritual maturity in the people, the amount of people, spiritual maturity, the finances. Everything's getting easier. Everything's getting easier. Everything's getting easier. Everything's getting easier for you too. But all it all it requires, all the Holy Ghost is asking is surrender. He's just saying surrender. Okay? Just surrender. Okay, you can turn your phones off and I'm gonna pray for you one at a time. Hallelujah. Can somebody go get on the key?